0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: The Johnson Wax Program, presenting Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly. Williams and his orchestra open the show with Do You Mean It? This is the moment when we tell you, housewives, how you can give your floors and linoleum a beautiful, bright polish without any work of rubbing or buffing. That is, if you use glowcoat Coat, Johnson's self-polishing glowcoat Coat. While you sit back and take it easy, this remarkable liquid polish makes your floors gleam like new. You have no idea how much more attractive your rooms will look after your floors are polished with Glow Coat. It seems to give freshness and brightness to the whole house. And the work it saves you. Glowcoat protects floors with a wear-resisting polish that sheds dust and dirt and reduces floor cleaning work to practically nothing. Ask your dealer tomorrow for Glowcoat in the attractive yellow can. It's spelled G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T. Johnson's Self-Polishing Glowcoat, made by the makers of Johnson's Wax. Well... As you may have heard elsewhere, Christmas is approaching, so Fibber is looking through the newspaper for a temporary job to make a little Yule tied pin money. And here in the living room at seventy-nine Wistful Vista, reading the paper and darning socks respectively, we find Fibber McGee and Molly.
2: she go out and help Silly with the dishes before you read the paper.
3: Oh, Sill's getting along all right. Ain't you, Sill? <clears throat> sure is. <laughs> Say, here's an interesting item in the paper, Molly. What is it? Mae West is recovering from her operation nicely.
2: What was she operated on for?
3: It was the only way they could get her hand off her hips. Oh. <laughs> here's a nice item about Sing Sing, Molly.
2: Oh, read it to me, McGee. Your friends are my friends, you know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Just for that, I won't read it to you.
2: Okay. Uh, excuse, me, please, excuse me, Mr. McGee. What's the matter, Phil?
3: Well, where do the sauce and cuppers go?
2: Where did the what go?
3: The sauce and cuppers.
2: <laughs> you mean the cost and supper? <laughs> no.
3: no, he means the sup and cossers. <laughs> yes, sir. what I say?
2: Why, you said the sauce and cuppers. Did I? Well, that's you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, no, ma'am. But where do they go, please, ma'am?
2: On the top shelf to the left of the cabinet, silly. Yes,
3: ma'am. Here's another cute item, Molly. It says here... Say,
2: I thought you were looking at the want ads for a job.
3: Oh, I'll get to them soon enough, Molly. Nobody ever got a job by leaping right into them like that. Got to sneak up on
0: them.
3: (laughs) Listen to this. This is a pretty hot item. Bill McGee, Columbus right-hander... Leads the American Association for 1936 with an average of 619. Bill McGee. I wonder if that could be Cousin Willie that I taught to pitch back in Peoria when I was a top southpaw in the three-eye league.
2: <laughs> three-eye? That would be your league. I, I, I.
3: I taught young Bill McGee to pitch a baseball by throwing lemons at nails I pounded into the side of the big barn. I made him throw lemons till he could stick them onto a nail every time. <laughs> Why, by the spring of 21, that barn was stained lemon yellow all over. Funny thing, too. The acid in them lemons was so astringent that it shrunk the barn way down. We had to use it for a doghouse.
2: Oh. <laughs> I suppose he wrote that song, Picture Me Without You. <laughs>
3: Excuse me, please, ma'am.
2: Oh, now what's the matter, Silly.
3: Well, where do the shakers go, please, ma'am? The shakers? Mm, most of them go into burlesque shows, but. <laughs>
2: oh, salt shakers,
3: ignorant. Oh, salt? Yes,
2: sir. to. They go on the lower shelf to the right, silly.
3: Thank you, ma'am. I'll put in there two now, ma'am.
2: Well, straighten things up and you can go on home.
3: Yes. Listen to this, Molly. It says here that Japan is trying to influence the elections in China. They're offering free rice for voters.
2: I see. As maine goes, so goes the country.
3: Gee, <laughs> here's a movie I'd like to see. It's all about that old army officer who gets up at daylight to darken his gray hair.
2: What picture's that?
3: The general died at dawn. <laughs> I'd like to see the Charge of the Light Brigade too.
2: Charge of the Light Brigade. Mm-hmm. Oh, that reminds me, McGee. The bill from the electric company came this
3: morning.
2: Hey, oh, sure. <laughs> aren't you at the want ads yet? I'm
3: just reading them now, Molly. Aha. Here's just the thing. What? The Wistful Vista Jewelry Shop needs a helper. I think I'm going to enjoy that job.
2: Oh, you think you will. Why don't you get the job
3: first? Why, shucks, it's in the bag, Molly. Watch what you can do with brains and personality. Hand me that phone. Here. Hello, operator. Give me 7-Eleven. Dear old lookout mountain. Wait for... <laughs> hello. Number 7-Eleven? Huh? Oh, excuse me. Uh, hello, Operator. I didn't get 7-Eleven. No, throw them again. <laughs> Hello, Whistle, this the jewelry shop? River McGee speaking. Asking yes. for
2: the job real nice.
3: Hello, Mr. Simple Bob? Say, I was driving past your jewelry store this morning, about 30 miles an hour, and I noticed you got a stick pin in your window with a diamond in it. Sure, but I noticed a flaw in the diamond. Okay, I'll hold the phone while you take a look. So I
2: let you Say, go. how could you see a flaw in a diamond in the wind across the street at 30 miles an hour? Quiet, right, Molly.
3: Now take it easy. Hello, simple bomb. It has got a flaw, eh? <laughs> I thought so. What? Oh, that wasn't so tough for a fellow that knows diamonds like I do. <laughs> huh? Why? Oh, no, no, I wouldn't be interested. Huh? No, 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 I wouldn't. Uh, how much does it pay? <laughs> Oh, just a few days, huh? Well, uh, oh, well... Okay, I'll take it. Just as a favor to you, Senfobom. Okay, be right down. Well, Molly, we got a job.
2: McGee, what is this? How did you know there was a flaw in that diamond?
3: Hmm. I used to own it, Molly. <laughs> I lost it to more troops in a poker game, and he sold it to Senfobom. I seen it in the window yesterday. Come on, let's go. <laughs>
1: And now Ted Williams and his orchestra play Who Loves You? Featuring Perry Como.
4: Who loves you? Ask yourself the question Who loves you, sweetheart? And tell me who thinks of you A million times a day And who's blue and lonely, honey, when you're away? Say who did you, did you every minute? Who fell for you from the start? Oh, who just longs for your caresses? Don't have to take three guesses. Who loves you, sweetheart? (laughs) Thank you.
1: Vista Jewelry Shop, where Mr. Sinfulbaum, the proprietor, highly impressed by McGee's expert knowledge of jewels, has taken the day off and left our friends in charge.
2: Well, what on earth do you know about jewelry, McGee?
3: Oh, don't worry about me, Molly. Nobody's going to take any diamonds from under my nose. Oh, no? Oh.
2: Well, who's going to take the rings from under your eyes?
3: (laughs) You think nobody else knows anything about jewelry just because your Uncle Dennis was took away in bracelets...
2: Don't be funny, McGee Me uncle was only detained on a technicality
3: Yeah, sure <laughs> They tell me that technicality carried about 50,000 volts
2: <laughs> Well, what I want to know is Suppose somebody comes in here and wants you to fix a watch or something
3: Don't worry, I know them stuff Why, I used to remodel eight-day clocks into wristwatches for six-day bike racers uh-huh. <laughs> Say, what did Simple Bomb say about the burglar alarms?
2: Why, he says, always press this button before you open the showcase or the alarm rings. Like this,
3: you see? Oh, I get it. If you press the button first, it don't ring.
2: Yes, it.
3: Oh. Uh, hiya, bud. What can I do for you? Good day to you, laddie. I didn't know what I thing. saying. I just come in to set my watch.
2: Oh, well, go right ahead, sir.
3: <laughs> uh, thank you, lass. But which clock is the right one? Well, we got all kinds of clocks around here, bud. Just pick out any one and set your watch by it. Right. aye. But they're all different times. Well, the time is different all over the world, Scotty, and we got an international reputation.
0: <laughs> Where are you
3: from? Edinburgh. Okay. Set it by that clock over there. It's about eleven thirty in Edinburgh right now. A.m. or PM? I am. So am I.
2: <laughs> well, of all the silly
3: Say, Molly, did you see the cute little cufflinks links they got here in the showcase? They The oh. button, Mickey, the button. oh. Shut oh, it oh I always forget that thing I was going to say That these couplings Remind me of some I had once I still got one of them But the other's missing
2: It would be You're the type What type? The missing link type
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Oh, it's Mrs. Wearybottom Oh, please. yes My, my Hi, Weary. How you been? Oh, I've been
2: all right. Oh, goodness me, this Christmas shopping just wears the body out, don't it? It certainly does. It seems that I'm on the go from morning till night, and I don't seem to get a thing accomplished that I set out to do. Oh, I've got a shopping list as long as your leg, only you're a little too short Have you got any fountain pens.
3: <laughs> fountain pens, sis? Oh, yeah, but, Chuck, you better think twice before you get a fountain pen. I don't believe you got the confidence to work crossword puzzles with a pen. And besides, think how they're liable to leak.
2: McGee, maybe Mrs. Wearybottom wants a fountain pen.
3: I know, but I was just going to tell about my old pal Wilcox. Uh, Harpo Wilcox was his name. He used to be a radio announcer. (laughs) Well, sir, Harpo took him a fancy for a fountain pen, just like you, Mrs. Wearybottom. And it leaked so much he had to go into the undertaking business because he didn't dare wear anything but black.
0: (laughs) And there he
3: was. A radio announcer at heart forced into a business where he had to talk in
0: whispers
3: (laughs) just on account of a little fountain pen.
2: Well, my goodness, imagine that. Now, I guess it just goes to show, doesn't it, what a little thing can do. It seems harmless, and yet it can change the whole course of a body's life. And just when I was considering opening up a little bakery on 14th and Oak Streets, too, and here I almost buy a fountain pen. Imagine me as a mortician. I don't believe I could do it. Merry Christmas to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> McGee, that kind of salesmanship will never put money in the cash register.
3: Well, Molly, it ain't the tinkle of the cash register that tickles a merchant. It's the happy gleam in the eyes of his customers. Oh, how do you do? Hi, bud. What's on your mind?
4: Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Horatio K. Boomer, sir, of the Brazilian Boomers. Oh, a
2: Brazilian Boomer,
4: eh? Yes, yes. As half-owner in the Boomer Mines in Brazil, the world's greatest diamond-bearing strata, yes, getting straighter and straighter all the time, <laughs> <laughs> I am authorized to part with a small handful of our genuine Brazilian stones at a sacrifice.
2: Who sacrifice, ours?
4: Quiet, Molly. Let's see some of them gems, Boomer.
3: Certainly, my boy, certainly. Here, a dozen of diesel dazzle you. <laughs>
0: mm.
3: Wait till I put a magnifying lens in my eye. There. Say, this here's a beautiful stone, Molly. Look, a pink diamond with a black edge.
4: Sorry, my boy, that's my fingernail you're looking at. <laughs>
3: you got
2: the glass wrong side, too, in your eye, Ignat.
3: Who's eye? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, they're good-looking stones anyway, Molly. How much a pound, bud? A pound?
2: Heavenly days, a pound of diamonds?
3: Well, then how about two pounds?
1: Anyway, I saw some with flaws in them. But your flaws and linoleum will look like you again after a beauty treatment of Johnson's glow coat.
2: Uh, uh, Mr. Wilcox.
1: Don't pay any attention to
3: him, Molly. He's just a rough diamond looking for a place to set. <laughs> well, how much a pound for the stones, bud?
4: Well, I'd say in the neighborhood of $50 a pound in a very nice neighborhood, too. I can only spare a couple of pounds. Well, let's see how much money there is in the cash
3: register.
2: McGee, you can't haul off and buy a lot Quiet, of Quiet,
3: Molly. This is an important deal. I'm sorry, Boomer. There's only about 27 bucks in the till. Well, now, let
4: me see. Perhaps I can make some small adjustment in the prize. The hand that has tilled the soil can never soil the till, if that means anything. <laughs> it probably doesn't. Just a moment till I figure out the import duties and the Social Security. <laughs> you know, 19% at Valoran, 40% to the Peoria Glass Company, new front fender, and a short gear. <laughs> yes, my friend, I find I can make the price exactly $27 a pound.
1: Okay, I'll take it.
4: And I don't mind telling you, you've made a good buy. Okay. So have I. Good buy. <laughs> <laughs> Can
3: you imagine that, Molly? Buying a pound of diamonds for 27 bucks? Real Brazilian ones, too. And you know what that means. What, Brazilian? Yes. Yes. What?
2: Not both of you.
1: you probably have a lot of company in your home around the holidays. The kitchen will be a busy room with baking and candy-making going on, and a lot of things are likely to be spilled on the floor. That means extra work for you unless your linoleum and floors are protected with Johnson's glow Coat. If your floors do have a shining glow Coat polish, you won't have to worry about grease spots or stains. Dirt can be easily wiped off the surface, and the floor will stay bright and clean for a long time. Why don't you save yourself a great deal of work by ordering Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat tomorrow. It takes only a few minutes to apply, and there's no rubbing or buffing. Glow Coat dries to a beautiful polish in just 20 minutes. And when you order Glow Coat, made by the makers of Johnson's Wax, remember, you save money by getting the larger sizes. Well, Mr. Sinfulbaum, the proprietor of the jewelry store, is still away, leaving Fibber and Molly in charge. They haven't sold anything yet, but as Fibber says, they're building goodwill. Who are they to put business before sentiment? <laughs> and here they are with another customer. Uh, yes, I, I want an engagement ring. Something
3: good. <laughs> you know how it is.
2: Well, isn't that sweet, McGee? I feel so romantic selling an engagement ring. I, well, I I feel sort of like a Cupid. <laughs>
3: Hey, this ain't any weather to feel like a cupid, Molly. Make it Santa Claus and keep your mittens on. Well, uh, uh, listen here now. I, well, I, I suppose it's more important to me than you. How about an engagement ring? <laughs> listen, bud. I don't believe you understand the seriousness of marriage. Have you considered pretty well taking this step? Well, I... Uh, there, you uh, see? You haven't considered all the angles. Well, uh, uh, have you got any right to gamble on this girl's future? Uh, Suppose she loses her job. But I... <laughs> how do you know what fortune holds for you? I know. What's waiting around the corner? My girl. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. then I'm still in time. Now you just go home and think it over, Bud. And years later, you'll be bouncing the little feller on your knee and telling him, "Thank goodness, Mr. McGee talked me out of that marriage."
0: <laughs>
2: Hey, huh? Who's the little fella then?
3: Ah, well, now that's his nephew. Oh. Well go on, bud. And good luck. Uh, yes, no, but, no, no, don't uh, thank uh, me. I, I, it's perfectly it, all right. I do the same thing for
2: anybody. Well, a fine business. Try to talk a man out of his own wedding.
3: Listen, Molly, an engagement ring might look pretty small to you, but it's big enough so nine men out of ten can put their foot in it.
2: <laughs> oh, hello there, little girl. Oh.
3: Hi there, sis. Hi. What can we do for you?
2: Hmm?
3: Huh? I says, what is it you want? Cute, isn't she, Molly? <laughs> Doing your Christmas shopping, sis?
5: I'm not going to do any, I betcha.
3: Oh, you aren't, huh? Why not?
5: Hmm?
3: Huh? I says, why not?
5: Why not what?
3: Why not do any Christmas shopping? Who for? For...
5: <laughs>
3: I, for anybody.
5: Oh, no, mister. I can't shop for just anybody, I bet Oh, no, no, I mean, well...
3: <laughs> Listen, what do you want?
5: I want a doll buggy and a sled and a bowl of perfume and excuse No, me, no, betcha. no, no,
3: no, no. I didn't say what did you want.
5: You did too, I you. Well, hi.
3: Hi. I meant what did you want in here? What'd you come in for?
0: Hmm? I...
3: Listen, what is it you want us to do?
5: Fix my wristwatch, I bit.
3: Oh.
5: It's always the same time.
2: Lookie.
3: Hmm, let's see Hmm. Look, Molly, a ten-cent wristwatch with the band painted on with the hands painted on it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Talk yourself out of that, smart yeah.
3: boy. <laughs> well, I don't know, sis. This is a pretty good watch. It's, uh, it says 12 o'clock on it, just as plain. I
2: know it. But,
5: gee, it isn't always 12 o'clock, I bet
3: you. Well, I know, but listen. 12 o'clock is about the time Santa Claus comes down your chimney. And this watch is shows you won't forget to watch for him. You see? Um... Yes, sir. <laughs> look at that little face, Molly, drinking in every word I say. Mm. Yep. So you just wait up till Santa Claus comes down the chimney, sis, and then look at your watch, and it'll say just 12 o'clock exactly.
0: Hmm. Do you
5: really think Santa Claus will come down our chimney, mister?
3: Ah, oh, you betcha, sis.
5: And to think I'd ask a guy like you to fix my wristwatch. oh <laughs>
2: I can just see that little face drinking in every word you said to him. What's
3: the fellow going to do? Oh, it's Billy
2: Watson. Hello, Sylvia. What you got there? Oh,
3: hi, Syl. What's on your mind? Hi, ma'am. How are you, about How do you know y'all work here? Oh, sure. Well, uh, could y'all fix this little clock, please, sir? Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> Why, shucks, Syl. You come to the blessed uh, clock fixer in the business today. Why, I gave Big Ben his first haircut. Oh. <laughs> yes,
0: sir.
3: And put three new crystals in the watch on the rinds.
0: Can
2: I fix a clock? Ha uh-huh. Well, can you? Yes,
3: sir, can you? Why, I used to be known as Clock Dr. McGee out in Cooper, Colorado. Oh. Clock Dr. McGee, the conscientious corrector of chronological creations and clever crystal craftsman of Cooper, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Nobody, Mr. McGee. That's his little old clock, please, sir. She's cuckoo on the slightest provocation. Oh. Well, oh, it just needs a little adjustment, Phil. Now, hold it like this. Hand me a screwdriver, Molly. I think I know what's wrong. Thanks. Now, let's see. Oh, yeah. Hold it now, Phil. Yes. I get...
0: Excuse me, please. Have you the correct time? Now,
3: uh, you betcha, sis. It's just... Three o'clock. Can you imagine that? I was four
2: hours fast. who makes
1: the whole world kin. The whole world kin what? The whole world can make their homes brighter with Johnson's wax. Ah. Hmm.
2: Smart
3: bird you got there, Phil. Yes, yes.
2: Hey, Who's the proprietor in here Sunday?
3: Oh, hello there, Grandma. Wait on her, Molly, while I fix this clock.
2: Wait on her yourself, mastermind. You've sold nothing yet today. I'll see what I can do with the clock.
3: Okay, but if she
2: was... Well, to... Skippy, do I get waited on or don't
5: I?
3: Okay, Grandma. What was it you wanted? Something in a nice... Never mind
2: going into your sales talk, Skippy. I know what I want. What? I want a slave bracelet for my ankle.
3: <laughs> what does your uncle want with a slave bracelet?
2: Not uncle, Ankle.
3: Oh, a slave bracelet for your ankle. <laughs> you a slave, Grandma?
2: I'll say so. A slave to love. Ah, oh, me. Oh,
3: sure. Well, now let's see. What size, Grandma?
2: Oh, just fit it on my ankle, Shorty. Here, I'll put my foot up on the counter so you can. Hey, watch the glass, Grandma. You... Hey. The button, McGee,
4: the button. Shut off the button. It don't work. The glass is busted. Don't bust my oh, face. Stop this, McGee.
3: And
2: the
4: police, McGee.
2: It's
3: Please.
4: What's the matter?
3: What's going on in here? What do you want? Why, uh, officer, we, uh, <laughs> can you fix a cuckoo clock? <laughs>
2: With that cuckoo clock of silly.
3: Well, I didn't want to say anything, Molly. That, <laughs> after all, a clock's got the right to lead its own life.
2: What? Yes, but
3: what?
0: Was... Shh.
3: When I got the clock apart, I found the cuckoo had laid an egg. Oh
0: dear.
3: <laughs>
2: well, how about
3: us? <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night, all.
1: Carla Wilcox speaking and inviting you all to join us again next week at this same time. Good night.
4: The selection Say It With Music heard in this program is from the Music Box Review. This is the Red Network of the National Broadcasting Company. WMAQ, the Chicago Daily News station. Tickets are available for the 11 o'clock Fibber McGee broadcast. If you would like to attend one of these late performances, write to the Johnson Program in care of WMAQ Chicago.